Hello and welcome to episode 19 of 1 Minute and 43 Seconds, a true Unsolved Mysteries podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and today I want to talk to you about a very recent case that's been unfolding right here in Illinois. As the nation watched shocked and horrified by the tragic saga of Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie, there was another case, equally tragic, playing out with far less media coverage that of a successful young African-American man who had his entire life ahead of him before his life was tragically cut short. Today, I'd like to bring to you the story of the suspicious death of Jelani Day. Before we discuss what happened to him, let's talk about who Jelani was. Jelani Jesse Javante Day was born in June of 1996. He was one of five children of his parents and the youngest of three sons. Jelani means great powerful in Swahili. He was raised in Danville, Illinois, a bit over 30,000 people, on the east side of Illinois, close to the Indiana border, and about an hour and a half from Indianapolis. Jelani's parents were very much a part of Jelani and his siblings' lives, pushing them to steer clear of the gang and drug world, which was a growing problem even in rural areas. Generally speaking, people tend to associate gangs and drug use with big cities, But it's an issue that impacts communities everywhere, whether amidst the skyscrapers of downtown Chicago or within the rural farmlands miles away. All five of the day children, Jelani included, would go on to earn college degrees. They were also raised in the church, and prayers were routine in their household. Jelani graduated from Alabama A&M University, and he enrolled at Illinois State University this past fall with the goal of becoming a doctor. His focus? Speech pathology. And one thing I learned about the reason why Jelani chose speech pathology as his area of focus was because of a friendship he had as a child with a little boy who had a speech impediment uh, and who was teased about it. So Jelani was working on his master's degree in the fall of 2021, and he was also a member of the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. He was planning a trip to Florida with his family for Thanksgiving, but sadly, these plans would never come to fruition. The odd circumstances surrounding the disappearance and death of Jelani Day begins on August 23, 2021. This was when his family last spoke with him on the phone. Jelani was known to be in touch with his family frequently, and although he may not have called his mother every day, it sounds like he called her every other day at least. The August 23rd conversation was normal, and nothing seemed amiss with Jelani. August 24th was the last known sighting of Jelani Day. He was seen on surveillance camera entering a Beyond Hello Cannabis Dispensary retail store in Bloomington, which is where Illinois State University is located. In the still images, he's seen wearing light-colored shorts, a black t-shirt with a Jimi Hendrix band logo, and a light blue Detroit Lions baseball cap. The images themselves seem typical for a young man out and about on a summer day in southern Illinois, but the circumstances that would follow this last known sighting of Jelani would be anything but normal. Jelani supposedly had a meeting with a professor on the day he was last seen, followed by a clinical class at 1 o'clock with a patient. After not hearing from Jelani for a few days, and after professors became concerned with Jelani not showing up to class, Jelani's mother reported him missing to the Bloomington Police Department on August 25th. Sadly, it was just the beginning when it came to the feelings of dread the Day family would have to face. The next day, on August 26th, 
two days after Jelani was last seen at the dispensary, his white Chrysler 300 was discovered abandoned in the woods in Peru, Illinois. Now, Peru is some 70 miles north of Bloomington, which is where he attended school. It's a small town with a population of just 10,000 people. His car was found dumped in the woods behind a YMCA, close to a residential area. Found in the car were clothes that Jelani was last seen wearing on surveillance. There are a number of alarming things about finding Jelani's car here and the state it was found in. The first of these is that the car was found with the license plate removed. Secondly, Jelani had no known connection to Peru that his family or friends knew of. According to CNN, Jelani's wallet was, quote, found somewhat in the bushes about a half mile away, and that his ID lanyard was found across the Illinois River. In another area, investigators found some of Jelani's clothes. Not found at the time were Jelani's car keys or his cell phone but authorities were able to determine that his cell phone last pinged in Bloomington, nearby where the dispensary was. To sum it up, Jelani's wallet, his ID lanyard, and some of his clothes were found scattered at separate locations in the same general vicinity as the car. After the discovery of the car in Peru, and at the insistence of Jelani's mother, Carmen, a search was organized with ground teams, dogs, and drones. And 10 days after Jelani was reported missing, Searchers made a disturbing discovery on Saturday, September 4th. The body of a man was found floating near the southern bank of the Illinois River in Peru, near Illinois Route 251. It wasn't until September 23rd, a full 19 days later, for authorities to announce that the body did in fact belong to Jelani. Because of the extreme late August heat, along with the length of time the body was likely in the water, Jelani's body was found in an extreme state of decomposition. So while the LaSalle County coroner said there was no evidence of trauma to the remains, such as a gunshot wound, a broken bone, or other injury, there was plenty of evidence that could have been washed away with the river. Ultimately, Jelani Day's death was ruled a drowning. This is a fact that has been disputed by Jelani's family, particularly his mother, since Jelani was an avid swimmer and he was even on his school's swim team at one point. There was some confusion after autopsy results were originally released. Some reports stated that Jelani's organs were missing, a narrative that went viral on social media, causing outrage amongst those who were adamant that foul play was involved in Jelani's disappearance. It was later clarified that the organs were liquefied, which apparently can happen in cases of drowning where a body is found in the river and nature takes its course. Jelani's mother has since come out and said she doesn't want the main focus of this case to be organ harvesting. However, it's not something that she's completely ruled out. So what are we to make of this case and what happened to Jelani between the time he was last seen on August 24th to the time that his car was discovered two days later in a town he wasn't familiar with? Why were his items scattered around the area? all in separate locations and all over a mile away from where his body was found. Why was the license plate removed? While some have put forth a scenario that Jelani was suicidal and went to end his life, this is another allegation that his family adamantly denies. Jelani had no known history of mental health issues. And further, why would he drive to a town he was unfamiliar with, park in a spot that he was unfamiliar with, and attempt suicide by jumping into a river. It just doesn't sit right with his family, 
and to be honest, I'm not buying it either. Others have speculated that this was a racially motivated attack, that perhaps somebody targeted Jelani because of the color of his skin. The town of Peru where Jelani's car was found and where his body was found is predominantly white. As of now, the questions far outweigh the answers, but I am happy to report that there has been a recent update in the case. At the time of this recording on Friday, November 12th, officials are confirming that they have found Jelani's cell phone. According to ABC7, his phone has been located and it's being sent for forensic analysis. I did find another website that has a bit more information called Newsy.com, and on this website they have posted the transcript of an interview that was done with Jelani's mother, Carmen, and she shares the circumstances under which the phone was found. Apparently there was a man traveling on the interstate near Bloomington when a mattress fell off the back of his truck. He stopped his truck to secure the mattress, and he ended up finding a shattered phone. Allegedly, he took the phone to a kiosk at Walmart because he said that the phone wasn't working, and he received $80 for it. Ultimately, the phone was found to be Jelani's, and his mother wants local police to turn the phone over to the FBI for review. And hopefully, they're able to pull some information that leads them to the answer of what happened to Jelani. But the fact that the phone was allegedly found in Bloomington does kind of change things. Jelani's other belongings were found in Peru, so one has to assume that his phone was either thrown out of a vehicle or somehow deposited in Bloomington after he was at the dispensary. I personally can't think of any logical reason why Jelani would do this himself. If he had planned to go to Peru on his own accord, why wouldn't he bring his cell phone? Did somebody know that Jelani was going to the dispensary that day and wanted to abduct him or rob him? Still, the circumstances around Jelani's disappearance and ultimately his death seemed to be a little extreme for a robbery. Was Jelani with someone he knew that day, even if just in passing, who ultimately took advantage of him and took his life? Or was this a completely random attack based on his race or other unknown reasons? The only thing that is absolutely certain in this case is that it is not receiving enough coverage. The only reason it's receiving some coverage is because of Jelani's mother and her insistence it be covered. It's also gained the attention of some celebrities like Lizzo who have tweeted about it, raising awareness to it. Unfortunately, because of the lack of evidence due to the state of the body, along with the fact that Jelani's death was ruled a drowning, It's difficult to pinpoint a suspect or a motive. My personal opinion is that somebody else was involved in this disappearance and death, ultimately. The fact that his car was found in Peru and his body was found in Peru leads me to believe that somebody local to the area was involved in this. And I'm not an investigator, obviously. I'm not an expert. I obviously can't say for certain. But the spot in which his car was found, from what I understand, behind the YMCA, was a spot that led to a dead end. It wouldn't necessarily be known to people, especially Jelani, who apparently had no known connections to Peru. Also, the fact that his license plate was removed from his car leads me to believe that somebody was trying to conceal the identity of the vehicle. I think the same thing goes for his ID and his wallet, which were found scattered, as you know. 
and allegedly his phone was found in Bloomington, which is where he was last seen. So all of this points to me that somebody was trying to either delay the identification of Jelani, but what I'm unclear of is a motive for this. There's obviously some information missing. I think any businesses that are located within the vicinity of the Beyond Hello Bloomington Cannabis Dispensary in Bloomington, all the way to Peru on Illinois 39, look at the surveillance video that you have, if it's still available. I know it's been now over three months since Jelani last was seen at the dispensary, so there's a big chance that that surveillance video doesn't exist anymore. But if you do have it, I would just encourage everybody to look at the surveillance, think back to that day, if you can recall what you were doing, if there's anything that you noticed out of the ordinary. I'm just hoping that some information can be pulled off of his phone. Was he communicating with anyone? Was he lured to the area by anybody under threat of something. When I found out that the phone was found on the interstate, my first thought is somebody threw it out of a vehicle. And would that have been Jelani? I personally doubt it. I also don't believe that Jelani took his life because he had plans for the future. He had these goals for his career. And what's what's more is that his father was actually suffering from cancer and or is suffering from cancer, and Jelani was going to give him a bone marrow transplant. There was also the trip to Florida that Jelani was planning with his family over Thanksgiving. So, to me, he didn't seem like, obviously I didn't know him, but it didn't seem like he had any issues or red flags in his past that would indicate that he was suicidal in any way. And this set of circumstances doesn't really scream suicide to me. Just my opinion. So as one of my favorite true crime YouTubers, Christina Randall says, the only way to keep foots on necks is to keep talking about it. And that's what I think needs to happen in this case. People need to keep talking about it. The way everyone's eyes were on Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie the same eyes need to be on Jelani Day and his case. I'm going to have several links to certain resources in the description of this episode, the first of which is going to be a GoFundMe for the family of Jelani Day to cover expenses during this difficult time, the second of which is going to be my Instagram page at 143mysteries, I'm going to have a lot of photos on there of certain maps and photos of where Jelani's vehicle was found, just so you can kind of get a picture in your head of of what we're looking at here. And what I would just ask is that you share Jelani's story with whoever possible. You could send them this podcast, not just for me, but just to raise awareness about this case, and share any information about Jelani on social media, with your friends, talk about it. And hopefully we get some answers from this phone and people don't let this case go cold. But that's all the information I have for you. Maybe I can do a part two on this episode as information develops. But I hope we get justice in this case because I do not believe that Jelani ended up in the Illinois River by his own accord. 
With that said, thank you for listening to One Minute and 43 Seconds, a true Unsolved Mysteries podcast. I hope you'll stay in touch on 143mysteries.com and on Instagram at 143mysteries, and we'll see you next time. This podcast has been approved by Skipper the Cat. Right, Skippy?